Hello and welcome to VFX Talks, a show about leadership and development in the VFX industry. My name is Alfred Lindahl and today I will talk a bit about the difference between working on big fancy Hollywood movies or small scale commercials and talk a bit about how to find what's right for you. This might seem like a boring subject, not worthy of its own episode, because of course you want to work on the cool stuff, right? But what if that doesn't suit your personality to work in those big studios or the other way around to work in a really small studio? Maybe you would do better in a, in a big place. This is something I talk to students about a lot, but I think it's often overlooked by people that are already working in the industry, how big a difference it can be and how it can suit different personalities to work in, in different places. And I've seen so many people being stuck in places just because they want to work on that next big movie or TV series. So they might be stuck in a studio that make them miserable or hinder their development, or they might just not be used to their full potential. So with this episode, I want to share my experience from working at all kinds of different places to widen your perspective a bit. So what should you aim at as a student? Or if you're already working in the industry, are you in the right place? Or could you be happier someplace else? It's not like I've sorted this out for myself. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. But uh, anyways, I'll start with a brief overview of my career and the places I've worked so you know where I'm coming from. And then I'll try to give some general advice or at least some food for thought uh, based on your personality and your goals and stuff like that. Because, of course, there's no right or wrong here. There's, it's all about preferences and skills and interests. And I think most artists can benefit greatly from both bigger and smaller studios. So I started my career at Ghost VFX in Copenhagen. And we were around 25 people in the studio. And that was great fun. I got to try out a lot of different things so I could see what I enjoyed and what I sucked at. And we did mostly sh shorter commercial projects and stuff like that. Ghost also sent me to Deneg in London, where I got to work on my first Hollywood movie, Stardust. So I also got to see a, a big VFX studio from the inside. And I say big in quotation marks here because they were around 400 people at that time, I think. And that was big back then, but now 400 people is maybe considered a mid-sized studio. After a couple of years, I left Ghost to join the cinematics team at Massive Entertainment, the games company. And there we were about 25 people in the, in the team working on the same project over several months. So much longer projects than I was used to from Ghost. And people were also more specialized in their fields. So I learned a lot from the FX guy. We worked pretty closely together. And I got more interested in scripting and tool development and stuff like that. When I left Massive, I started a small production company with some friends. And we slowly grew to 10 people. And we did commercials and product movies and explainer videos and stuff like that. So not a lot of cool projects for high-profile clients. But we were a really tight team and we had a lot of fun together. We got to be really creative. And I learned a lot about dealing with clients and being on set and having employees and just have helping out wherever I was needed. In that place, I also realized that I really enjoy the pre-production phase. So 
brainstorming and pitching and writing scripts and doing animatics, stuff that I wasn't really involved in at Ghost or Massive. But after six years there, I was bored. I wasn't challenged enough and I didn't develop as much as I wanted to. So I left and started freelancing. And that was really tough because I didn't have a lot of contacts. So I struggled to find clients and I sucked at modeling and lighting and look dev. So I struggled with the small projects I managed to, to find. So the freedom of controlling my own time was really nice, but I couldn't really enjoy that because I was too stressed out about finding new projects and delivering the ones I had. Luckily, a friend suggested that I should apply to important looking pirates. Uh, to go work on some cool projects with a bigger team. They were around 60 people at a time, I think. So I tried that and it was really great. I got to work closely with a really good technical artist who taught me a lot. So thank you, Patrick. I got into Python scripting and got serious about camera tracking. I learned a lot about cloth simulation. I spent a lot of time doing that. And that development was exactly what I had been missing for a long time. And I also got to work on Westworld and other cool projects like that. But after a year, I was miserable. And that was really confusing because I was at like the place to be in Sweden. And I worked with brilliant people and I got to do cool stuff and I learned a lot. So what was wrong? The main reason was that I was struggling with depression for reasons outside of work. But I also got a bit bored with the longer projects and the fact that I got so specialized. Because yeah, it was really nice to get time to get good at something and to learn the ins and outs of cloth simulation in this case. But when it became what I did most of the time, then I realized mm, maybe I need some more variation. I also struggled a bit to connect with my coworkers on a deeper level with this many people around. This was probably a lot due to my depression, but I've always been more comfortable in smaller groups. So when I left ILP, I wanted to follow an old dream that I've had for a long time, and that was to become a teacher. So I wanted to help young people navigate the world and maybe make a difference to some of them. So I became a part-time substitute teacher at the media high school. And that was super scary and really hard. But I had been lecturing before and I had been working in the media industry for 10 years by then. But I didn't have a clue on how to deal with all these kids. So I lasted eight months. But I don't consider that a failure. I see it as a really important step in the right direction. Because now I knew maybe teaching high school kids wasn't right for me. Or at least not right now. And it also opened my eyes to different ways of making a difference and helping people. But I wasn't sure what I wanted to do next. So when a few friends called and asked if I wanted to join them in an ad agency for a few months, then I thought that could be a nice change. So I tried being something like a creative producer for a while. During all of this, I went to therapy and I did a lot of introspection to learned about myself and learned to deal with my depression. But I also learned a lot about the human condition in general. So when important looking pirates called and wanted me back as an artist manager, 
that felt like that could be a really nice step in the right direction. They had grown to around 130 people and they needed help to keep their artists happy and developing. And I knew that I wanted to make a difference, but maybe in some other way than teaching high school kids. So as an artist manager, I got to support a lot of artists in their development, but also in their struggles. And I like to think that I made a difference to some of them at least. And this was all in the context of VFX. So something I was really comfortable with. So it felt like I finally found my place in the world. But after three years, I was really bored with all the administrative work that came with this position. And I missed being creative. I missed being hands-on and do, do projects. And I never had time to write that lead handbook that I've been wanting to have in my, my role for a really long time. By the time I also had a young kid at home, so I wanted to be more flexible with my time so I could spend some more time with him. So I gathered up the courage and became a freelance 3D artist again. And this time I had some more contacts and GPU rendering had made lighting and look development more fun. And I was more comfortable that I can make it work this time. What I also had was the first rough idea for this podcast. And that fueled me much more than I anticipated. So I think I was onto something there. And now it's one and a half years later. I just finished some small scale VFX for a commercial where I got to do a bit of everything. And I do a lot of pack shots for beers and chips and simple stuff like that. And projects have started to come my way, so I don't have to worry as much about money. I also teach a bit at the VFX school here in Stockholm. And I try to carve out some time for this, this podcast in between my paying jobs. And this is not what I imagined me doing a few years ago. And it's certainly not cool, but I really enjoy where I'm at at the moment. So as you can hear, I've tried out a lot of different positions and I've learned a lot from all of them. So what's right for you? In smaller studios, you will most likely work on shorter projects with more variation. You might work on something for a few weeks and then you're done with that and move on to something completely different. You're also likely to become more of a generalist if the team consists of fewer people. So you might develop more towards a jack of all trades than to become the best in the world at one particular thing. You will probably also learn more about the entire process from pre-production and bidding and planning and interacting with clients and stuff like that. In a big studio, on the other hand, you will be much further away from all of that. So that's good if you find it to be boring. And you will have more time to just put your headphones on and do your thing. You will have more senior people around that you can learn from and ask questions in all kinds of different fields. You can also specialize much more and become really good at something if that is what you want. And you might also get the chance to work on those big, cool projects where you get to animate dragons or build those super complex rigs or blow up cities or whatever is your thing. And those things might be hard to, to find in a commercial studio. I really like the variety in smaller studios and the possibility to be more involved with everything. But I also like to learn from the experts in the bigger teams and to get that time 
to develop those tools or whatever it is. So you might not be able to find everything you want in the same place. You might have to move around a bit and try different places. And if you try something and you realize it's not for you, I'm pretty sure that you learn something from that that will be useful in your next position. Another thing to consider is the social environment in different studios. So in a big studio, it might be easier to find someone like you with similar interests and values and stuff like that. But in a smaller studio, the entire team might be a tighter group because everyone can fit around the same lunch table, for example. And as I mentioned earlier, I struggled a bit with too many people around. So it's all about finding what's right for you. Another thing I like with small teams is that you will be a bigger part of the production and you can often have more influence over creative decisions, for example. So when you're done with a commercial, you might be able to say that I animated that or I comped this film. With a big team, you will be a smaller part of the end result. So you might be able to say that I animated that shot or I developed that asset or in my case that I recruited artists to work on this Star Wars movie. And with that, I want to talk about the prestige aspect of all of this, because I think that can be a really important driver for many artists to become better at their craft so they can work in bigger, cooler projects. And I still remember that amazing feeling of seeing my work in the cinema for the first time. And I also remember how cool I felt at parties when someone asked what I did for a living and I could say that I worked on some of the TV shows that they watched. And I also remember being jealous of the team in the studio that got to work on Star Wars or Game of Thrones or other iconic projects like that. But there's a danger that this hunt for prestige and working on cooler projects, that it might lead you in the wrong direction. And as I mentioned in the beginning, I've seen so many people being stuck in places like this, feeling miserable. They're doing the coolest stuff, but they're not happy. What if you would be happier in another studio, but they're not doing the most high-end stuff? What do you value the most, your happiness or the prestige of working on the latest blockbuster? But I've also seen the opposite, where people are afraid of those bigger productions and maybe the more structured way of working in the big studios and maybe being afraid that they don't have what it takes to work on those high-end projects. But then when they try it, they love it and they really find their place. And I've also seen a lot of artists that in these bigger places find a new dimension to their, to their work where they become leaders. So they become leads and supervisors or head of departments and stuff like that. And that path is so much easier in a big studio than a smaller one. So when I look back on my career and the projects that I've worked on, what I'm most proud of is not the high-end projects with the big budgets. I'm not particularly proud of my match move on Westworld or my simulation of shark skin in a few shots of the shallows. I'm proud of some MTV bumpers that we came up with the idea for and then we went out and shot it ourselves and then we did all CG and comp on no budget at all. And I'm proud of all the problems that I've solved with weird solutions because I know a bit of everything. So I could script 
this and I hand animate that and then I fix the last thing in comp. So this is something I've been figuring out over the years and something that I encourage you to do as well. So think about what projects are you proud of? What type of projects do you enjoy? Do you like to work in a big team or on your own or with a small group of friends? Do you like being in control of everything? Or do you just want to put your headphones on and focus on your sculpt or whatever it is and let other talented people do their parts? And also, how much do you value the prestige thing? I realize I'm not giving much advice here, mostly questions for you to think about. But I really encourage you to do so. Are you in the right place? Do you get fulfilled by your work or is it draining the life out of you? Do you develop as much as you want in the direction that you want? Does the work environment suit your personality? Stuff like that. As you now know, I've taken a really windy path to where I am today. Maybe it's a strange path. But I don't regret a single one of those career moves because I've learned so much in all of those positions and from all the different people that I've worked with. So don't be afraid to try something new. If you feel a bit stuck or if you're unhappy with where you are, maybe you feel that you have more potential, you have more to give. Of course, I hope that most of you listening are really happy with where you are and that you get fulfilled by your work and you work with great people. But I also know that there are people out there that need to hear this. So please let me know if you got something valuable out of this or if it just helped you fall asleep. My name is Alfred Lindahl. This is VFX Talks. I'll talk to you soon.